0: All right, folks, time that we reconvene with a Light the Lamp podcast. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, toasty Las Vegas. Cam Stewart's up in Mississauga right next to Toronto. You announced. I saw you on TV. Yep. I got to tell this story. <laughs> I got to tell this story. So 33 years in a row I've gone back. Well, I've been out here 16 years. 33 years in a row I've played in a member guest golf, golf tournament. My best friend, you know him, Willard. Willard, Willard, and he's down in Olean, about 90 minutes south of Buffalo. And last year, we, I missed it. They had the tournament last year. I couldn't get back. I wasn't allowed to fly in. So I missed it for the first time in 33 years. Went back uh, this past week and was there. So after the second day of the tournament, we're sitting there, played 27 holes, uh, three nine-hole matches because the first day got rained out, so it was a gauntlet. So we're sitting there you know, slamming back a couple of cocktails. And I look up, and lo and behold, what is on television but the Sports Grid Network? And there's Gabe Marenzi with Cam Stewart sitting right alongside. And I'm like,
1: hey, buddy, you got your hair cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't – no, that's the thing. Like, that's wild. Like, I I can't believe – so the guy who's running the golf club, like, he watches the show in the after. So That's great. Like, that, that's a good thing to know. We'll tell Cardano – and the boss is like, "That's wild, Brian. Like that's a thing. Like imagine that. You come all the way from Vegas or whatever, we're doing all these shows, and you, you look up and you're like, "Oh my God, and you're in like Olea, like home of St."
0: Well, 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 the funny thing is, they had it on. but well, they had it on in there the, the, full disclosure. The audio wasn't on. Yeah, for sure. For Everybody's sure. in there, you know, it's loud, everybody. And I'm sitting there going I told my buddy, I said, "You know, I said, if I got them to, if I got them to put the audio on, I'd text Cam." And he'd say, hey, <laughs> shout out the Blessing and the boys in Olean. And I said, yeah. you know, but it, they were laughing. I'm, I'm texting you during the commercial breaks. But I saw your
1: haircut on TV. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I got the Brock Lesnar back, Brian. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I, I know you were partying in Olean, but not as hard as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they don't know what the best is. So I look at the Stanley Cup. It's got a huge <laughs> like, it's, they, they, like, these guys are too much. So I know the Cup's been through, like, crazy stuff. People have they done bad things that's here's the deal. Like that thing, I saw the dent, like they showed up close pictures. That thing is murdered at the top and know what the worst is. They got to send it back to Montreal for them to bang it out and get it get it fixed <laughs> what a joke i got to tell you though those t- Tampa Bay guys like congratulations on your dude do- two They're cup but these guys are menaces to society like <laughs> i see them on their like little ski uh you know ski news and stuff and Kucherov got to deal with Bud Light now he's ripping on everybody without a shirt bunch of losers 18 million over the cap shirts like these guys are too much like congratulations Tampa Bay but man like it's like Yeah, these guys are pretty cocky.
0: Well, we (laughs) would
1: good on them. They deserve it. When you win two cups in a row, you can do whatever the hell you want. But, man, that cup took damage.
0: I, they know how to play. They don't know how to celebrate. Well, they, maybe they, they know how to maybe They, they do know how to celebrate, I guess, but they just got
1: wasted. Like that thing, you see the dent in it?
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. It got well, smoked. Well, Brady
0: almost threw the Lombardi trophy into the bay. I mean, oh, yeah. Was, yeah, the yeah. Hey, Gumbel. Tom, here's
1: a tip. The Stanley Cup weighs more. Don't, don't try that when I hear him talking. Oh, maybe it'll let me throw the oh, – shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> hey, you know what?
0: On the hockey side of things, I mean this with all sincerity, and I know they're going to lose some guys, Johnson and, you know, a piece or two here and there. I don't care. They got Vasilevsky. Uh, you know what, it Cam? It's early, but, I mean, I, 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 we saw the Islanders when they went on their Tootsie Roll and Gretzky's Oilers. I wouldn't put it past these guys. I mean it sincerely. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I'd say, probably a two-year mission, mission.
1: It's so hard now. Like, back in the day, was things were different, too. So to win two years in a row, I think, in hockey is almost like multiple years in other sports. Mm. I'm going to say maybe one more. Like, if they 3 that'll be, to me, absolute insanity. But I will say this. They're going to lose, guys. And you know, just remember one thing and think about the, the history. I was around when I was doing my journey to the Cup, seeing the Blackhawks, Bruins, all those teams that go d- deep into the playoffs. It eventually catches up with you. That's the thing about hockey. It's not like once every Sunday. I'm not saying football is not tough. But the wars that these guys go through, it is, you saw what happened with the Blackhawks. You get old quick, right, Brian? To do it again, like, if they do, if they win another cup, I'll bow down to these guys. And winning two is crazy. Winning three is absolutely insane. That is a dynasty if they can do it again. But we'll see how many guys they can keep well, around. Well,
0: let me, let me just throw this little grenade at you. Think about this. I mean, you're coming back, and all the matters is to get in. But you're right, guys get beat to a pulp and worn down think about this the league MVP didn't play the entire season
1: yeah that's yeah and he's partying harder than anybody too it's, yeah, a, he it's, is. A, it's actually great like watching kucherov when he won, won like this cup and he's an absolute piss tank right now him and ovechkin can, can get together i don't even know oh, how, man. how many they they put back like that's my parlay for like drinking team the russian uh, team sponsored by stoli and smirnoff like those guys are just they're just bathing in it but uh Excellent point that you bring up, Brian. Like you got the best goalie in the league, uh, other than Flurry, and then you have a player—no, no, he's the best—who's fresh right. as a daisy. Um, yeah, not just playing in the playoffs. You're right. Like, oh, yeah. hey, Tampa Bay. The, these The thing is, though, it really pisses me off. Like they all know they're over the cap. I, I guess they're having fun with it and flaunting it, care. but yeah, no, I guess they don't. But I guess the league eventually is, as I said before, you know what I mean. Eventually, they if they keep on spitting this. in somebody's face. And doing this. this is an embarrassment, actually. Well, Vegas, you know funny, what? The right? funny thing
0: is, they weren't the only ones that did this. They're the one that got all Vegas. The, uh, yeah. They, Vegas, Be- right? Vegas did it too, man. And they played the biggest game of the year with the President's Trophy on the line, three men short.
1: Yeah. I, and the thing is, though, Brian, I know it's all fun in games, and we'll get to some other like big stories that are happening. But when you like it's fun, but when you're spitting in the league's face, eventually uh, they said they didn't correct it before. I think in the future they will, though. You can't let these things happen well, again.
0: Well, speaking of things you're going to correct, and, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, by the way, it came out, what a match unit. You had, uh, let's see here, Uh McDonough and Goudreau played with broken hands uh-huh. and a meniscus tear for Hedman. We knew that. He's having surgery. And Kucherov played the final with a broken rib. That cross check that Mayfield gave him that knocked him out of that Islanders game, he broke a rib. That guy you know, that's why their role players were so prevalent and prominent against uh, Montreal. Because, I mean, Tampa Bay was really beat up. That's why Vegas should be ashamed of themselves. They were healthy. They were healthy. In, in
1: they the, were. Montreal. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, no offense to but the, the thing, and you know this, when you look at Vegas, they're just, not in ta- they're just not tough. They're not like Tampa Bay. Like, they're good and skilled, but Tampa Bay has all the grit that Vegas has. Now, Vegas is a nice team. But when push comes to shove, they're Brian, not built for the playoffs. They're, they're not. They're a regular season juggernaut. That's what they yeah. exactly what you in say. A weak like division, they're like the Leafs. The, the thing is, they're a better version of the Leafs. They have great players, but they're not like That's they're fair. not gritty. They, I think it is fair. They got better goaltending, and but they're a very similar team. Very flashy, good on special teams, all that type of stuff. But when push comes to shove in the playoffs, you got to be like Tampa Bay. You need killers on your team. You need guys like Gord and uh, Point and all the. You know what I mean? When Point his streak. And uh, did other guys step off? Kucherov, Stamkos became a role player. Like, they get it. Tampa Bay gets it.
0: That's you all. know, it drives me nuts, and there are many things, and we love it. You know we love it, but we're critical of it, we got good ideas that fall on deaf ears. But I would say to you, like, oh, they're, they're going to fix it and look at the cross-check thing now. Well, well, duh. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, fine. Tell them you can't do it anymore. That's the end of it. And I go back. Do you remember after the lockout year? you know, after the turn of the century, was it 2005 or whatever, when they changed the rule and said, okay, no longer, when they dumped the puck in the interference,
1: uh-huh. it,
0: interference I, is back in the game.
1: Of course it's, it is. You, you know, watch I, the Stanley Cup finals, every play, the defenseman's holding up the guy. Stop like, it. <laughs> exactly. The, the
0: game was great. It was lightning up and down goals. It was exciting. They took interference, and it lasted two years, you know. And then when, then when we had, oh, you know, uh, the, they crack down on slashing. Uh, that one's kind of stuck around. The problem uh, with the you know, NHL with is... The face-off is thing, they don't call it. looking
1: that. at the wrong stuff. They're looking at the I wrong know. stuff. Like and I me can mean you've talked about this, but... Anyway, you know, I'll give Tampa Bay full marks. We'll see what happens here. No, it was, it, I'll give the NHL one good thing, though. Like, out of all the sports, I think they did the best in the pandemic. Like, uh, the quality yeah. of play was great. The NBA this season was a joke. Like, these guys are hurt all the time, this load management crap. Like, in hockey, there's no load management. Wow. You said it. These guys wow. are playing with broken bones. They're the best. It's just, it's just a different – it's a different – different animal, man. It is a you different get, animal. You
0: get slicked, you know, that you're picking chiclets off the ice. And the guy – the only thing that's holding the guy from getting back on the ice quicker is how fast is the guy stitching him up.
1: Uh-huh. Exactly, but you know, I was just going to tell you, like things have already started there, Brian. Here you like go. we saw, you know, with uh, Minnesota, and this is the thing: when you sign bad contracts, even when they happen many, many years ago, you have to deal with these type of things. And no offense to Suter and Parise, these guys are great players, but. Minnesota's only—they're going to save some money in the first couple years. After that, oh, not so much. Like this hey. is uh,
0: pretty crazy. Let me tell you something. Everybody said, well, "Why don't you just buy them out?" It's not that simple. It, in For
1: years, man.
0: Listen, I'm a Sabers guy. We all, you know, anybody who listens to this knows us. They went bad contract hunting with Christian Ehrhoff, Billy Lano, Cody Hodgson. These, there's the Sabers are still paying these guys. And you're stuck with an acposo and an Eakin who shouldn't even be on the team. And you can't buy them out because when, once you start doing that, the Minnesota thing, now the dead money, it's eight years they're going to pay these guys off. And there are several of those years where there's like $8 million of dead
1: money that's the thing it's only like if you break it down the first couple of years makes sense and then after that you're like whoa but brian it's something that you have to do and it's not just about that it's about the protected players right because minnesota's other guys that they're going we can't let the seattle crack and take a certain amount of players like that's they're, eat, they're, they're eating point. money that's why they're doing it it's the two guys because of the protected list they're not they got to worry about Gumba, guys. and they got to wor- worry about other guys it's, it's pretty simple they got fleeced back in the day with the um tuck when he went to, to Vegas and Minnesota, and Hul- basically hey, they they made a decision. If, if right? you
0: remember, and in that it was Tuck and Halla, yeah, and Halla was, was really good. Halla was
1: on that a good player too.
0: <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. By the way, we're gonna get to it, but because that happened, it does kind of throw little uh, flares into the sky. I've heard some rumblings, bits and pieces uh, that you know, Eichel's out there and all the teams that are included in this thing, I wouldn't sleep on Minnesota. I mean, part of this is protecting guys for the expansion draft, but they could cut a deal with Seattle, but they're going to have to pay Fiala. You know, they got to pay the, the Russian kid.
1: He was a Nile They just
0: signed Erickson yeah. Act, Kaprizov. Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm, I'm telling you, you know, Fiala, a first round pick. Uh, what was the kid Rossi, the, the center they took in the draft that missed the, the whole guy game. who got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: almost I, died. That was, crazy. I'm,
0: but I mean, the Eichel thing's unbelievable because so many teams are, are, are sniffing at him now. And I said this out here and you know, I, I just, I mean, okay, whatever I get, I get dumped on and you know, whenever I bring up the Sabres, Oh, Sabres, do we have to, do we have? And I'm like, I'm just telling you Vegas can't help themselves. When the big fish is out there, Vegas is always in on the big fish. So I've been saying it for five months. You know, Elliot Freeman says it last week, and everybody's like, oh, but, oh the Golden Knights are looking at Eichel. I'm like, well, yeah. you didn't mm-hmm. want to listen to me. I've been thinking yeah, exactly. for five months.
1: Exactly. You it's know, hilarious like you're like the funny thing is like yeah you say all this stuff and then i'm watching like hockey night in canada and they say it it's like brian said that like six months ago but what was whatever the, you what don't get excited the to do it
0: no no it was the islanders where we where, where, where we said no we said the canadians were uh like a Islanders slight yeah, and then, yeah they, then they use the same term <laughs>
1: i guess uh yeah yeah but no one's listening right brian but anyway that's a story for another day Minnesota, no, and that's the thing. You looked at like I'm looking at the numbers right now. God, these guys are paying money. What did you? 2026? It's a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. But that's what happened. Like Brian, you can't go. Remember, these guys signed matching 13-year, 98 million dollar deals. 13-year deals. Like you can't See, do that I as a general t- I will,
0: manager. I, it, it will never happen, and it's collectively bargained. And we know NFL contracts, right? They front load them because. The, the thing is mm-hmm. the big thing at the end. Of the, the guy's never going to make the end of his contract. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a guy signs a $300 million deal, and $80 million of it's guaranteed. It's one of those things. But I've, we said this all the way back when we were doing the Sabres games in the late 90s. That, And this, this is going all the way back when the salary cap era and that stuff kicked in. Said, you know, how many times have we seen, even though hockey players are by a country mile the most accountable Guys that show up, but how many times have you seen guys, you know, get the four-year deal? They get paid, and eh, they kind of float around for two years. oh contract year, the guy goes nuts. You know what I mean? It and happens like, all the time. <laughs> it happens. All, but I'm like, you know what? It'll never happen because it's collectively bargained. But the part of the problem you're dealing with here with all this stuff is that these long these deals. It's all guaranteed dough. It's, it's all guaranteed. It's not like, well, I'm sorry, that guy's no good. He's not good enough to play on our team. Yeah, but you owe him $21 million for three more
1: years. Yeah, and the thing about it is, isn't there a happy medium? Like in the NFL, you talk about guaranteed money. It's kind of changed, but that's the one thing about that league that was crazy, right, Brian? You, I mean, look, the at the, you look at the me, guaranteed money.
0: They should be incentive-based.
1: I agree. Well, that's why we like golf. You want to promote when you come when you come fifty six in a tournament, you make the cut, you get your nine thousand eight hundred dollar paycheck or whatever. You finish second, you get five hundred thousand. Like it is based on performance. I'm with you. Think about it.
0: We sit here and we cry the blues. Okay, oh Sebastian Munoz last week. Well, I'm sitting there. Oh, great. You know, it cost me eight hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. Comment on himself, and I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah, cost me eight hundred. Yeah, it cost him eight hundred thousand.
1: Exactly. That's the, that, that's the thing, right? And you know it's hard to win a golf tournament, but no, uh, it, it's an issue. And that's the thing. Like, You look at Minnesota, and that's a perfect reason, like a 13-year deal back in the day. And I remember when they signed it, it was like ridiculous. And they just didn't do one. They did two with two guys. And Brian, this is a team that's really close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're dealing with Vegas, like Colorado. What's going to happen with them? You saw a story today. Um, reports, Landis, these guys aren't even close in contract talks. You saw that story? It just, it just came out. They yeah, are so He's going go to. Gone. The market. He's gone. Yeah. He's he's gone. He's not playing for. I I, I don't know what Colorado's going to do to keep him around. But Gabe Landeskog is not going to be a member of the Avalanche, in my opinion. There's too many teams that are going to make a pitch for him. So yeah, like Minnesota, though, that really sucks that they have to deal with this because they're a real team that like they're a good hockey team and they were kind of built for the playoffs. You know you know what I'm saying? And now you got to deal with these crappy contracts, but. We'll Boy, I tell
0: you, you know, you think you know this stuff, right? You follow that closely. I, I honestly, I didn't think he was this old. Pecorini retired. I, I, I really didn't think he was thirty-eight. I didn't realize he was that old.
1: No, I, I remember back when I was doing my journey, of the cup. When I went to Nashville, like he was, he was there. Like he was in the prime, right, Brian? How many years ago was that? Like. uh Wow, that was crazy when they played Vancouver in that series. And Nashville should have actually won. Like they were that was when Vancouver made their run. Like Nashville was a good hockey team. No, he's 38 years old. In the modern era, Brian, he's fifth all time in wins, too. Like, you know what I mean? So like when you really break it down, like 15 years in Nashville, no, it's crazy. Like I, I that's the same thing. Yeah, 38. Like it's like wild that he's retiring. And I guess Soros, you know, we saw glimpses of uh Greatness with sorrows. He's very, very streaky. But Rene, when push comes to shove, like you see the guys that are ahead of him, very impressive list. And he won a Vesna in 2018. What can you say, Brian? Like he put kind of hot hockey on the map and with with Nashville. I, I, I
0: would say this. I mean, I'll pose the question to you: Yes, no? I, I think I know where I'm leaning. Is he a Hall of Famer?
1: Yes, I think he is.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: I think he is. Like he's right. The thing is, hockey's a little bit different, and I know I, I think it should be a little bit tougher. But when you really break it down. 15 years with the organization, fifth in wins in, in the new era of hockey. Put him on the map. Yeah, he put him on the map. He did a lot of all, uh, other things, too, to be a starter for that long. That's, re- yeah, that, to I, me, is why he's there. there.
0: Well, the funny thing is, though, it, it, well, I mean, we're common sense guys. We say yes, absolutely yes for him. That's what drives me nuts about McGillney not being in. You know when he's the The fact that Alex
1: McGillney's not in the Hall of Fame is a crime. It's actually a crime. He dealt with like Russian like threats, all the other stuff, the 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 things that he went through too. Mm -hmm. Not just like think about the pressure, Brian. Not only did he deliver, he had guys going, "Hey man, if you don't do this and this and this, like those were days when Russian guys were threatened and they had to give some of their money back, or else people in their family are going to be injured and or worse things happen to them." It's to me, Alex McGillney not in the Hall, one of the biggest crimes.
0: If he was a surly slug so what on the ice he's a hall of famer no it doesn't brainer. matter
1: it's like jack morrison baseball who cares what no guy's personality no i like, mean it's all about results it's not a, it's not a i'm a friend competition here you know what i mean like that's the whole problem with the media you know guys have slighted me before there's guys in the it, 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 who played for the leafs that i think are absolute horrible human beings it doesn't mean they're not good hockey players or anything oh. like that right you know, like yeah. you can't look at a Doug, guy being a jerk. You look at what he did on the ice. Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Doug,
0: Doug Gilmore wanted to punch me in the mouth. Does,
1: I like does, Doug Gilmore though; does, he was nice does, to
0: me. Does, does, Actually, no, no, he was a real
1: does, prick. No, does, Shane does, Cors, Shane Corson's him. like he's. <laughs> he's guy. Anyway, I don't want to get. I don't want to get into it when he uh, tried to pick up my buddy's wife. Uh, yeah, he's a real uh, piece of work, that guy. But anyway, that's <laughs> story for another day. All right. <laughs> All right, didn't so, even mention that. Doug Gilmore wanted to punch me in the face. I like Doug Gilmore. He's always nice to me, actually. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys. <laughs> no, because you told it the way it is. Guy, yeah, th- th- well, those old Leaf guys didn't like that. Like I remember Darcy Tucker. I was doing some stuff. This guy, That guy wanted to kill me one night. And then I gotcha. ran into him at a bar, and I'm like, oh, here we go. I went up to my buddy. And he's like a kind of a fanboy. Hey, oh there's Darcy Tucker. And I go, This is <laughs> this is not good. This like he's like, all. Hey Cam, how you doing? Like, hey Darcy, you know? Hey. <laughs> he was actually really nice. it's like, yeah, like what do you want? Like it's years after the fact. Like, what do you want me to do? You guys made my life miserable. Like I was just trying to get some sound for the damn show and everything was like with you guys, I can't even, like, I'm interviewing Rick Jackman well, you know, with a know, friend because nobody's talking to me. Like, you, you know, uh, well, guys to once,
0: deal with. once it ends and they're away from the game yeah, and they step back from it and they watch it, they know, they realize what's going yeah, on. You know, exactly. but when you're so close to it. And, all right, so Seattle, here's the deal. I think in the next few days we're going to get a handful of deals. I, it's not going to shock me. It would shock me if Vegas didn't do something in the next couple of days because they don't have to deal with Seattle. They should be able to vulture and pick the meat off the bones of a couple of teams. Say, you know, Team X is going to lose. They get two good players. They know they're going to lose one of them. So you trade one of them and you get something back, knowing you're going to lose the other guys who at least get something. Um, Now, the trade freeze kicks in on Saturday. There's a five-day window where only Seattle – Can broker deals leading up to the expansion draft? So, I think there'll be a handful of deals that will be done before as preemptive strikes. Then, Seattle gets their kick at it, and then Cam put a seatbelt on, buddy. Because those two days leading up to the NHL draft, eh, you got the Sabres with the number one pick, Eichel Reinhardt, wrist aligned and ready to walk. You mentioned Landis Dougie Hamilton. I mean, Tampa Bay's got to do stuff. Calgary wants to make changes. Anaheim's got prospects. They want to get involved. They want to make some noise. The Kings, the Rangers. I mean, I, if this turns out to be a dud, I'll eat, I'll eat my hockey hat. I don't know. I, I, this one has to be, I think, numerous
1: blockbusters. Well, I mean, it's, the thing about this, too, is you have to look at other teams, right, with their protected lists. It would have been interesting with Minnesota, but that kind of changed a little bit with, like, they said, okay, we got to get rid of these guys and worry about protecting guys. Tampa Bay, not all those guys are going to be around. Seattle's going to get somebody good from them, Brian. But the team that's really interesting to me, if you really break it down, it's it's Pecorine's team, Nashville. They got bad contracts with Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. Like, these are these are guys that are making a lot of money. Like we'll I saw see. that
0: they're going to, exp- it sounds like, and if you're Seattle and you got the room to do it, I don't know that you'd do it, though. But I, that they were going to actually expose to and that <laughs> it, that contract. I mean, if you're Seattle, I mean, you need some named players. But I, to me, th- what's going to be really interesting with Seattle is to see, I believe, they will do it the way it was anticipated Vegas would because I went through this, Cam, right, here every day in the first year. And when they they named the players and you're sitting there and you're looking going, yeah, okay. You know, really, I mean, there was nothing eye-popping there. Yeah. Nothing. And you're sitting there going, you get to the trade deadline, the master plan was a third of those guys, bare minimum, were going to get traded for second and third-round picks and build and stockpile assets. And build for the future. They didn't give up anybody. And they went, they actually made trades and got Tatar and they kept the UFA's James Neal and Lucas Spisa. And and you know, look where Vegas still is. It's unbelievable. I think Seattle's gonna do it that way. That whatever they accrue, I think they're gonna be picking up guys that they know will be of value at the trade deadline to stockpile a boatload of assets in the subsequent years.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And, but it's like what we talked about before, though. Like, seeing the Vegas experiment, I, I really, it's going to be interesting to see what Seattle does because think about what these the other, other franchises. Indian, what do like the other idiot
0: GMs do? Do how, how many of these fools take the bait again?
1: Well, <laughs> that's a good question, Brian. Anyway, I don't know. This is, this is the thing about the I don't know you got to be really careful. Like, that's the thing. Like, what Vegas did was unprecedented. Unprecedented. Like, Brian, and you said it, too. Like, even you looked at some of the names. Career year, career year, guy you didn't really know, overachieving, this, that. Like, everything, like, it was a perfect storm for these guys. And it's just like, wow, this team is competitive already. I don't see the same with Seattle. I think that guys really, really Cammy,
0: have to. Cammy, the don't forget, Vegas made the playoffs. Vegas went to the final. But in an 82-game season. Usually, the cutoff point to make the playoffs is 95 points. Mm-hmm. That's about right. I've seen a projected number for Seattle 63 and a half points. Realistically, an expansion team, if, if you could even threaten 500, it's the most, it, you're so far ahead of the curve. You know, I mean, you wanted to be competitive and have fun.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the crazy thing, Brian. When expansion teams came in, when, you know, in our era or whatever with Ottawa and Tampa Bay, they were horrible. Like how bad were like they, 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 they were losing games eight to one. Like I remember the provincial lottery, like people were playing pro line. It is right instead of gambling back then. It was like <laughs> you're buying parlay cards, and these guys are getting eight to one. Like you know what I mean? Like versus horrible teams. Like they would. They Ottawa got smoked. Tampa Bay got these guys. Yeah. Like I just can't believe. You know, it was shocking to me. Like is if Vegas will Vegas was a, a, an anomaly, but is Seattle going to be that competitive? Like that's the thing. Like. It'll never be as as bad as it was before, right? No, like, no.
0: There's no. But way. I
1: I don't think a I don't think of, I don't think a new team should have that much success. You know what I mean? You're new. Well, to, well,
0: well that's why I mean, I, I'm doing uh, Vegas Hockey Hall on my radio show today, and Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News was on uh-huh. because the Sabres, Eichel, Reinhardt, Ristolainen. I they're going to be you know, front and center on all this stuff. And the Sabres are in this ridiculous drought of not making the playoffs. And I'm and I'm talking to him. I'm a Sabres guy. And and I'm saying to him, Will you do me a favor? Will you talk to the people of Vegas other than them hearing this from me again? I said, this team, if you don't get a horrible call in the, the one playoff series against San Jose, Vegas would have been in the conference finals in all four of their first four years. I mean, if, if you make the conference finals one out every four years. It's a both, success. Both teams would take that. Yes. yes.
1: Big time. <laughs> like, you think, like, look at the people of Buffalo. Like, look, look what they deal with the Sabres. Like, you know, like I say that. Like, you live in Vegas and you're doing some stuff. It must be disgusting. Like, you're watching a team like the Sabres, you know, win a draft lottery and you're watching a team that's been in the league for a few years almost go to the cup final and almost won a cup when they played against Washington. So oh, man. it's just, saying. it's, it's absolutely like, I don't even know, like, you know, me and the Leafs, like, it's just like, what's the deal? These guys had a three to one lead against the Canadians and they watched the Canadians go to the Stanley Cup final. It's just misery after misery. Like, you know what I mean? So mm. it's just amazing what they can do, Brian. But uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Dom, well, Dom Ducharme got his extension today. Well deserved.
0: Say, he absolutely deserved that. And uh, you know, for the Canadians, you know, great season. Uh, <laughs> I don't
1: know what they're going to do, like, moving forward. they got great young players in Suzuki and Caulfield and stuff, but I, I can't see you these know guys. What I
0: would, you know what yeah. I would say to you, Cam? And it, it, we've seen this before. Okay, Gabe, right? You love Gabe. I love Gabe. He's a Canadians guy. And, and it's funny. I saw some of his tweets and stuff when it was all, hey, the future and the this and the that. And, and I made the mistake when I was young in the Sabres and I was covering the team. They had drafted Barrasso, Housley, Andrew Chuck. And when they were young, they had, you know, they lost in game seven or something. I'm mean, going, oh, this is a team that's built to win the cup. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, it never happened. Exactly. You know, you know so here's Montreal. And you and you sit there and say, boy, Suzuki looked good and Caulfield. You know what? Things change. Just because you had a nice run now, you know, that was like flying under the radar. Now, once you become the hunted, you know, you're not the, the hunter anymore. And the weight of expectations, it ain't that easy, bud. Nothing's a given.
1: No, nothing is a given. And the thing is, it was a perfect storm for these guys too, right? They just got better and better all the time. And I'm not sure, Brian, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, you don't think the Leafs are going to learn from this experience? Eventually, they're going to figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? Eventually, you know what I mean? Like the heartbreaks. Think about how the way this team's lost. They have a 4-1 to one lead against the Boston Bruins in the final game of a series. They, they come back and lose that game. They have Montreal on the ropes, 3-1, to one, they lose. Like, eventually, are you going to figure it out and move forward? That's the thing, right? When you think they're dead, they come back alive. Look at Carolina, how close they've been. They just can't get over that hump. The Florida Panthers, they run into Tampa, the same type of thing. You said it. Just because you've got young players on the team doesn't mean jack. It's all about timing, and Montreal had that. Just, it was just a special season. I don't see them doing it again.
0: All right, so here's the deal. Uh, we'll put a lid on this. We've got the trade freeze coming up on Saturday. The lists go to Seattle, and they'll be perusing that, and then we'll see what all shakes out with this stuff. And then comes the draft. There's going to be a lot on the docket here in the next several weeks. So we're going to do several podcasts as stories arise. This is going to be a wild few weeks. Um, then we'll put our feet up, and then maybe we'll come back next year but the yeah. Like the Lamb podcast, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm really interested in the next three weeks, Cammy, just to see what unfolds because there are some stories that are out there where we're kind of convinced they're going to happen. But you know there are going to be two or three monster surprises and some big names are going to move. This is going to be fun.
1: Oh, yeah. As you know with Eichel, like he, I think he's probably as good as gone, right? Buffalo needs to start – like they have to start fresh. As you know, Brian, there's nothing worse than that football team. You know, like they've hit rock bottom. But you don't want to be that six and ten team, seven and nine in the middle. Like, how did Pittsburgh get better? It's pretty simple. They got sitting like you want you win the lottery, and they they eventually well, figured it out, right? When you,
0: when you think Starts, money, money goes to money, I mean, you think about that. You go through, you know, this era where you had Mario Lemieux, and Mario Lemieux is winding down. And then they get Sidney Crosby,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly what <laughs> <laughs> good points, excellent points, but uh there's going to be a lot of big uh big names on the go. I think Tampa Bay, as you say before we close up, I think there's going to be big changes there, Brian, like they can't figure it out like which guy- which guys are they going to keep It's going to be interesting to see what g m s uh, screw the pooch and which ones make good decisions. We'll see, Ron Francis is no dummy either, right? he's sitting there in Seattle going, okay, here we go he's. He's a good hockey mind, right? Not a, one of my favorite players of all time, by the way.
0: I'm not going to Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great player. Oh my. Hey man, I used to go to those games with the Whale with the with the green uniforms and Love it. Uh, Ron Francis, Rod the Bud, Sean Burke was the goalie. Yeah. Oh, all right, man. I, it's going to be a wild little time coming up and we'll be covering it for you. We always uh, invite you to join us on the network. Series 204, Sports Good Radio Network. I got Vegas Sportsbook Radio weekdays, 2 to 4 Eastern, leading into Scott Farrell. By the way, quick announcement on this podcast. We're going to be doing – I'm going to be doing a Vegas Sportsbook Radio edition uh, on Friday. Well, the exact times are about to be announced, but heading into the weekends, it'll be a college football show and an NFL show. Football coming, kiddo. It's coming, my brother. And we, I ain't get much sleep this week. British Open, I'm ready, but boy,
1: oh, boy, my <laughs> exactly. eyes are closing already. I'm with you. Like usually, we, I got energy and sound effects. I'm just like, man, I feel like I like got a couple bullets. Uh, you said it, Brian. We've been, uh, we've been doing doing a lot of stuff. You've been traveling, golfing, flying all over the damn countryside. But yeah, no, we'll be ready to go. Things are going to be heating up. And you said it, like right around the corner. People think it's slow season. It's never slow season. Uh, it's a couple weeks. Yeah, I'll even get you into the Canadian Football League, Brian. They start in a few weeks too. We'll start to, to seeing how the Rough Riders and the Alouettes look.
0: Now, <laughs> line, line, yep. line up and punt the winning point. <laughs> exactly. Winning got to,
1: winning on a Rouge, baby.
0: <laughs> you can't fair catch it in the end zone, can you?
1: No, you got to kick it back out. That's the deal. Or else, it's single single yeah, point. So Basically, so you just shot. blow it right out of the end zone. It's yeah, it's. I love the CFL though. <laughs> it's
0: the best. All right, my brother. Hey, listen. Uh, It's been a fun hockey season, but we've got work to do. We'll have some stuff coming up shortly, so hang in there, buddy. We'll do it again soon on Light the Lamp. Thanks, kid. You got it, brother.